Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to season three of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story. So if you haven't listened to seasons one and two yet, I'd recommend starting there. Chapter 30, Bubbles with Bubbles Once we were in the air, the drone of the engines dulled and a calm fell over the plane as a soft ping indicated that the seatbelt sign had been turned off. We retreated to a few minutes of relative peace before a loud snore broke the silence. Everyone looked around and discovered that the culprit was the pompous woman in the window seat next to Lana. I guess those pills she popped must have been sleeping ones, Bentley muttered. Or something, Lana said, pushing the woman's rolling head off her shoulder with a look of disgust. Oh God, where are they? Gemma was fretting from the row in front of me. She was furiously searching through her backpack. I swear I packed them. I must have packed them. Oh, if I forgot them, I'm doomed. What are you looking for? I asked her. My noise-canceling headphones, she said, wide-eyed. Oh man, (laughs) brutal. Imagine having to listen to that for 13 hours. Braylon guffawed, putting a huge pair of headphones on and turning up the volume so loud that we could hear every note of the jazzy number he was listening to. Wow, Gemma muttered, giving him a teasing jab in the arm. What? Braylon asked defensively. Nothing, I mean... Wouldn't have expected you to, um, I mean, you seem more like someone who'd listen to... Oh, I get it. I'm burly, so I can't appreciate a feel-good, jazzy Christmas banger. That's so sexist of you, Jem. I'm sorry, you're right. It was just... unexpected, that's all. There's a lot more to me than meets the eye, Braylon said, seductively, giving her a kiss. I looked away from them and out the window. I knew I probably should try to make conversation with Amanda to ease some of the awkwardness. I was pretty sure she wasn't suspicious of anything yet, but how much longer could I count on that? She wasn't stupid. She was just nice. She'd never do anything like what Apollo was doing to her. And if she knew what I did, she probably wasn't the type of person to lie about it like I had. She was a good person so she assumed everyone around her was good too. But would she eventually notice something was off? Especially if we were all going to be living in close quarters for several days? I could just tell her, but then what? The drama would ruin the trip, and everyone else didn't deserve to have their trips ruined by Apollo and I. I'd have to tell her once we got back. Or maybe the two of them would break up during the trip and I wouldn't have to. But in the meantime, I decided the best thing to do was to try to cover the whole thing up. My friends deserved this vacation. But once we were back, I promised myself I would tell her, no matter how daunting the prospect of doing so might be. I thought back to my minor stint as an actor back in high school. 
I hadn't done much and wasn't very good at anything other than over-the-top comedic characters. But I remember my theater teacher telling us about method acting, about living in someone else's shoes, about becoming another person entirely. And so I imagined that nothing had ever happened between Apollo and I, that I'd met him for the first time just a few weeks ago when Amanda had introduced us at the bar on my birthday. What would I say and do and think and feel now if that really were the scenario? I supposed that I'd be excited to have met such a cool friend at work. I'd want to put effort into my friendship with Amanda, so I'd try to get to know her boyfriend, Apollo, make him feel welcome. And I'd be giddy with Amanda about our trip in the sun after so many weeks of nothing but gray and rain. Amanda, I began, turning toward her, but Apollo put his finger on his lips. Amanda was snoozing on his shoulder. Oh, I whispered. The Brooklyn who didn't already know Apollo on a very intimate level may have engaged him in whispered conversation at that point, but I couldn't do that. Instead, I pulled my laptop out of my bag and began working on the next chapter of the story I was publishing on Inkblot. Apollo glanced curiously at my screen. I frowned and tilted it away from him. He smiled slightly, pulled out his e-reader, and began reading. He was so engrossed in whatever it was that he was reading that he jumped when a female flight attendant made her way stealthily through the rows towards Gemma, Braylon, and Steve, and whispered, Miss Parker Bowles? Conspiratorially to Gemma. My manager has asked me to inform you that we have good news. One of our guests hasn't shown up for his reservation, so we do have a space for you in first class after all. I'm so sorry for the mix-up. We, of course, won't be charging you full price as you had to begin your flight back here. Victoria? Braylon asked, befuddled. Don't you mean jet? Me? Gemma said, cutting him off. She means me. About time, too. Do you see how cramped I am in here? Excuse me, sir, she said to Braylon, grabbing her blazer and bag and climbing over both Braylon and Steve toward the aisle. Lead the way, miss. What just happened? Steve asked blearily, rubbing his eyes. Gemma just stole that bitchy woman's identity and got upgraded to first class, Braylon huffed, clearly jealous that he hadn't been able to do the same. Nice, Steve said, stretching. Brooklyn, wanna come sit up here then? No, Braylon said firmly. Steve, I need space. Okay, Steve said, a little disappointed but rallying at once. Since we've got the space, would you mind if I put my head in your lap while I sleep? There's no way I'm letting you put your head in my lap, man. The refreshment trolley arrived. Coffee, tea, soda, a motherly-looking flight attendant smiled down at us. Could we have a couple of cocktails instead? Bentley asked when she reached his and Lana's row. Getting an early start on the party, she laughed, glancing at her watch. It was barely 7 a.m. Of course, dear. What would you like? What are you in the mood for, Lana? Bentley asked Lana, who was still scrutinizing the drinks menu. Brooklyn, what's a Singapore sling? She asked. I don't actually know what's in it, I admitted, but it's really good. I'll have one of those, please, Lana told the flight attendant. Make that too, Bentley added. Thanks, Bentley, Lana said after he had paid, giving him a kiss on the cheek. You know, I'm really starting to feel like I'm ready to move on from Chris. Really? Bentley asked, his face lighting up. Yeah, in fact, I think I need a break from all men altogether, like a decadus.
A what? Bentley asked wearily as the flight attendant returned with two bright cocktails complete with mini umbrellas and maraschino cherries. A hiatus from Dick. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bentley. I love Dick. Especially Chris's. I think that's why it took me so long to break up with him. He broke up with you after he saw you making out with a random dude right in front of him on Brooklyn's birthday, Bree reminded her. The details don't matter, Lana continued unabashedly. The point is, it's time for some Lana time. She took a sip of her drink. Damn, this is amazing, but sweet. Maybe just gin and tonics or something for round two. Bentley, you should probably order them now. They'll be busy once they come by with breakfast. Right, yeah. I'll get right on that, Bentley said irritably. Brooklyn, do you want a sandwich? Steve asked, leaning over the back of his seat and holding one out to me. Oh, no thanks. You probably need it more than me. No, I made this for you, he smiled. I've got some for later, too. Wow, how thoughtful, Lana said, slurping loudly at the last bit of her Singapore sling. What a nice, considerate boyfriend you have there, Brooklyn. He's not, I mean, I looked at Apollo, then at Steve, who was blushing. Thanks for the sandwich, Steve. Apollo shifted restlessly in his seat, his arm grazing mine. I tucked the sandwich into my seat pocket, put in my headphones, and began typing. Hey, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Mm, what? You gotta get up, we're here. I opened my eyes and saw nothing but Apollo's big brown ones looking down at me. I jerked my head back instinctively and hit the window behind me. I seemed to have passed out on his shoulder, a mortifying realization made even worse by the fact that everyone else in our group was looking at me. With as much dignity as I could muster, I readjusted my sweater, stood up, and followed Apollo, Amanda, and everyone down the aisle and off the plane. It was clear that we had changed climates the moment we got into the airport. The people waiting to board the flight that we had just disembarked were all tanned, wearing flip-flops and airy clothing, and had a general aura of relaxation that was noticeably lacking from the pale-faced passengers departing our flight. Anyone see Gemma? Braylon asked, as we followed the signs with baggage icons through the corridors towards customs. No, but I'm sure she'll figure out where to go and meet us there, Bree said. Oh no, Braylon moaned. The customs line snaked around itself several times. Oh, looks like we'll be here for a while, James sighed as Bree sat down on their carry-on luggage. Are you sure this is the line for us? Like, isn't there a special fast one for Americans and Canadians or something? Braylon asked, looking affronted at the prospect of waiting in such a long line as a Canadian citizen. Doesn't look like it, James said sourly. And James and Bentley aren't Canadian anyway, Bree said, so we'd have to wait for them to clear this one regardless. Oh well, at least we're here, Bentley said. We've still got about a two-hour drive to the villa, James said, checking the itinerary, but yes, we're close. Two hours after this line? I'm starving, Braylon complained. 
Steve handed him another sandwich and offered a cooler full of a few more to everyone else. Oh my god, food, Lana swooned, snatching one up at once and tearing into it. I'm so nauseous. Yeah, those cocktails hit differently on land, Bentley swayed, looking a little green. Has anyone heard from Gemma yet? Bree asked. I messaged her when we landed, but she hasn't responded, I said. Maybe she didn't get it. Do we even have service here? Lana asked. None of our numbers will work, but I sent it on Wi-Fi. Tough to know if it went through, though. I bet the people in first class don't have to deal with this line, Braylon said enviously. There's probably a special bougie one just for them. Well, hopefully she turns up, Brie bit her lip, looking worried. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The line snailed along. All of us slowly started slumping on our bags or each other. And still, there was no sign of Gemma. For all of Braylon's complaining, I didn't want the line to move too quickly. I was worried about losing Gemma, especially since the place we were staying at was still pretty far away. Holy shit. Guys, I think I found Gemma, Braylon said. Where? Lana Bree and I asked, looking around. Braylon handed me his phone, and we all crowded around it to see what he meant. He clicked on an Instagram story. It was a selfie that a good-looking middle-aged man had posted of himself next to... Gemma? Is that Gemma? Lana asked, snatching the phone. Yeah, that's her in first class with Mitchell Bubbles, Braylon said. Mitchell Bubbles? I asked. I knew that name, but couldn't place it. The singer? Amanda asked. Oh, that guy, Apollo said slowly. I feel like I bought my grandma his CD from a coffee shop at Christmas last year. Probably. He has a ton of Christmas hits, Braylon said. I can't believe that's who Gemma was with. I'm so jealous. I love that dude. Gemma posted an Instagram story with Mitchell Bubbles, but couldn't text us back, Lana demanded. 
No, Gemma didn't post this. Mitchell did, and he tagged her. And there's more. Look, Braylon said. He flashed us a shot of Gemma cheersing champagne with what I assumed was Mitchell behind the camera. There was a caption underneath that said, I always meet the coolest people traveling. It's all about the journey, not the destination. How did you find this, Braylon? I asked. I follow Mitchell. Oh, look, he just posted again. Damn, the Wi-Fi is so slow here. The next one was a screenshot of Gemma's Instagram page with the caption, Everyone go follow this beautiful soul for more amazing art. Holy shit, Braylon said, clicking the link to Gemma's page. He posted that like 10 minutes ago and Gemma's already gained a thousand followers. This is so cool. It really is, Lana said. But again, where the fuck is Gemma? Maybe she ditched us to go hang out on Bubbles' private yacht or something, Bentley suggested. Gemma wouldn't do that, Braylon said, suddenly sounding irritated. When we got to the front of the line, Bree, Lana, and I made sure to go last, looking anxiously over our shoulders every few moments. But when the customs officer stamped the last passport, mine, and waved us towards baggage claim, we were forced to move on. Where is she? I muttered to Lana and Bree as we made our way to the large crowd of people waiting for bags from the carousel. I don't know, Bree said, but she broke off looking relieved. Hello, hello! Gemma was beaming at us from the baggage carousel. There you are, Gemma, where were you? My phone died on the plane, and there was a different line for first class, she explained. But I figured you'd have to come through here. I was starting to get worried, though. Took you guys over an hour. Never mind that, Lana said. Gemma, you sat next to Mitchell Bubbles? How did you know that? Gemma asked. I was planning to tell you all in the car for maximum dramatic effect. It's all over his Instagram, Braylon said. Oh, right. Well, I suppose we did take a few selfies. How did you end up taking selfies with Mitchell Bubbles? Lana asked. I'll explain in the car, but you guys really should grab your bags so we can go. I met our driver just now, and he didn't seem too keen to wait for us for much longer. Oh, right, James said, and we rushed to the conveyor belt to get our things. We let out a collective sigh of pleasure as we stepped outside. The sun had already set, but the heat in the air made it clear that it had recently been here, and the memory of it hung in the warm air. Brie apologized profusely in broken Spanish to the driver for us being so late. We crammed into the back of his large white van and began driving through the dark streets of the city. Gemma, the story, please, I said once we were all settled in. Oh, Mitchell, not a ton to tell, really. I sat next to him, had no idea who he was. You don't know Mitchell Bubbles? Braylon demanded. I mean, I've heard his music, but I didn't know what he looked like, Gemma shrugged. Anyway, we got to chatting, and I think he was amused by the fact that I had no idea who he was. Wasn't until a few hours in that he mentioned he was a musician, and I put it all together. I felt bad for not knowing him, but I think he kind of liked that. Anyway, I told him about how I'd just finished Porsche's painting, and we had a good long chat about art and the artist's life, and he ordered champagne, and honestly, it's a bit of a blur after that. Gemma yawned. No yawning, Gemma. Bentley waved his finger at her. It's only 9pm. If we get to the villa around 11, that leaves us plenty of time to party tonight. The host did say there would be a complimentary bottle of tequila waiting for us, Bree said sleepily. 
Great, Bentley said. We all love tequila, if I remember correctly from Halloween. He winked at Apollo. And me. Halloween? Amanda looked up at Bentley curiously. Yeah, you know, the night we met, Bentley said innocently, looking from Apollo to me, but he broke off at the look on my face. I thought you guys all met at Brooklyn's birthday party in November, Amanda asked. Oh, yeah, that was Brooklyn's birthday, Lana said quickly. It's so easy to confuse it with Halloween because it's just a few weeks after. There was a very pregnant pause. Bentley frowned, but Lana pinched him behind Amanda's back, and he said, Right, yeah, it was Brooklyn's birthday. That's what I meant. We had our fair share of tequila that night. Yeah, we did, Apollo said, with a rather shaky laugh. Bree and James gave each other an uncomfortable look. Steve was frowning. Braylon hadn't noticed anything at all and was nuzzling his head into Gemma's curly hair. Gemma pulled him into her, a very uncharacteristic show of PDA that I knew she was doing more as a shield from the awkwardness of the situation than anything else. Lana glared at me. She didn't say anything, but I felt like I could hear what she was thinking anyway. I can't believe I had to lie for you, Brooklyn. I mean, I'll do it, but ugh, I'm so mad. Amanda frowned, but put her head on Apollo's shoulder and closed her eyes. I stared straight ahead unseeing for a few moments. Then Apollo's tanned face swam into focus, reflected in the driver's rearview mirror. I knew he'd been looking at me, but all I got was a glimpse of the bright lights of the traffic reflected in his amber eyes before he looked away. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of Season 3 on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. galaxy of stars written on my heart you're a lighthouse on the sea ever notice symphony you're the rising of the sky bringing colors back to life i see you
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.